Welcome to Tell Us, a podcast all about the world of technology-enhanced learning, brought to you by the Tell team at the University of Sussex, with your host, Dan Axon. Hello and welcome to the Tell Us podcast. Now, this show has been a long time coming. Um, unfortunately, it's been sat on my desk for a little while. I spoke to our guest in this show just before Christmas of 2020. And we were in the middle of uh, what has now turned out to be a much longer pandemic than we perhaps hoped. Uh, We're now in the middle of the third lockdown. And of course, much of the online teaching is now fully online. Whereas uh, at the time, there was certainly a blend or certainly uh, in semester one, there was a bit of a blend of in-person and face-to-face. So naturally, a lot of the conversation focused uh, generally in, in education around how to manage that blend. Now we're in a fully online setting, Um, some of those uh, questions remain, some of the challenges remain and some of the positives remain. Um, But what has remained uh, equally relevant is my conversation with our guest. Our guest on this show is uh, Chloe Barker. Now Chloe uh, is a student at the University of Sussex and also has done some work in schools. Um, Now the the conversation focused on a blog post that Chloe wrote and links will be shared in the show notes. And in that post, Chloe talked about a few tips for online teaching, and most of them were hugely relevant to teaching at just about any level and not just in primary. So I spoke to Chloe about um, the output of that blog, some of the tips in there, but also her experience as a student during the pandemic. It was a really interesting conversation, and I'm so glad I've finally managed to get it uh, published and ready for you to listen to. I'm sure you'll find great value in it. And of course, if you've got anything you'd like to add or any uh, conversation you'd like to continue as a result of this, please get in touch with us on Twitter at SussexTel uh, or on uh, Twitter, I'm at Dan Axon, D-A-N-A-X-S-O-N. And links for everybody else will be in the show notes. Um, enjoy. Okay, so I'm joined by Chloe Barker. Chloe, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks so much for taking your time to join us and uh, for what's been undoubtedly a, a, a hectic semester. Um, and, and of course, it's, we're approaching the end of semester and into the assessment period as well. So thanks for taking the time. Um, Chloe, for for our listeners, if you could just um, please, you know, introduce yourself, um, but also give a sense of, you know, what stage you're at within university, what you're studying, uh, that'd be really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm Chloe Barker. I am currently in my final year at Sussex. I'm doing psychology with neuroscience. Um, I've been at Sussex for actually four years because I did a foundation year and then went to the full course. Excellent. So, yeah, you'll, you'll, and, and will you, do you think you'll go on to be a lifer at Sussex? Will you follow up with something else here? Or, well, I'm not or... sure. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like in the mid zone of like maybe doing a panic masters. Um, okay. I... Panic masters. Yeah. <laughs> <But> it's, <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah. It's when like you're not sure if you want to sort of dip your foot into like the working world or if you want to do like okay. a masters yet. So I'm still up yeah. in the air. Okay, excellent. Um, panic masters, I love that term. I've not heard it before. Um, excellent. So you're kind of split across two schools, really, aren't you? So psychology and, and neuroscience within life sciences, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a yeah, so bit of experience from both, which is really interesting. So we'll come back to that. 
Um, but uh, for our listeners' context, um, we were put into contact because uh, you wrote a, a blog post for Sussex Rights, uh, and we can introduce that in a moment, uh, which was uh, titled uh, "Helping uh, or How to Help Rather Your Students Over Zoom." Uh, so, uh, a really helpful series of tips around engaging with students. Uh, but this is focused on young people uh, and the, the work you do through Sussex Rights. So, um, Chloe, if you could just Give us a quick introduction to what Sussex Rights is um, and the work that you've done and the kind of work that you do with with that um, uh, organisation. But also, uh, we will include links in the show notes as well that people can follow up. But yeah, an overview of the work it does and what you've done would be really, really interesting. Yeah, so Sussex Rights is um, it's a sort of creative writing programme that is was set up by Dr Emma Newport from the School of English. Um, and it's basically the aim was to introduce and teach creative writing within schools to help um, mainly help students of all ages with basically how to create like write creatively so mm-hmm. um, we did a variety of different workshops um, I know especially last year before COVID hit where we'd actually go into the schools create an hour or two workshop ex- like task um, teach yeah. the students how to do it so I remember we went in and taught how to end stories so a lot of the time we'd have cliffhanger endings or you know I woke up and it was all a dream so we yeah. were basically teaching the kids how to round off um, stories okay and that that um that sounds so so what we're trying to say so it's um the work that you would do typically then quite hands-on and actually um you so this semester you've managed to carry on with those workshops have you um even though we're obviously in a sort of a re- online only or remote sort of working situation have you have you completely stopped the in-person workshops as a result um yeah unfortunately because of covid we are unable to go into schools um it's mm-hmm. just not been an option for us this term but we've been trying to come up with ideas on how to keep um sort of that contact and those workshops running in an online world um mm-hmm. so recently we just did a workshop with a girl guide scout like a girl guide group um mm. and that was sort of our almost like a beta test it was our first one of doing an online workshop and we're right. hoping in the future to go down the routes of tutoring sessions and further online workshops so taking the tools we made from the in-person classes and exchanging them to an online yeah. setting. Excellent. Um, thank you for that. It's, it's really helpful background because, of course, you've ended up writing this 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 blog post for Sussex Rights. Um, I wonder if you could just speak to you know some of the, the research you did. Um, you know, you don't need to remember all the websites you visited, but just um, you know the kind of things. You know, a what prompted you to write it really, um, and also yeah, what some of the sort of things you found interesting some of the commonalities maybe across uh, education sectors or across um, examples that you find uh, as you were doing your research for the blog post yeah so my sort of drive to create this blog post was basically um, we were setting up a tutoring session with children who find education a little bit tricky due to external factors um Mm -hmm. so in a normal setting like be that ADHD or autism they find it hard to concentrate so Mm. I kind of wanted to figure out how we could make the online world a little bit more user-friendly for them so was looking up um how 
parents and how teachers and primary school teachers have found or music teachers even I found a really good post um, from a piano teacher in the United States um, on how they're keeping their kids engaged um, wow. and the uh, sort of points that I put on the blog were the sort of overlapping points and some that I thought mm. oh this is actually a really good tool to use so when I brought the proposition up to Emma I asked if I could make the blog post of these points obviously saying that we can use them for the tutors so when they go into online teaching they've got okay we know kind of how to um, guide our students so I said after I've done that would I be able to make it into a blog post and yeah she said go for it because it'll be really helpful and here we are. Excellent. So, so how much of this has been field tested by you and and you know your fellow colleagues within Sussex Rights so far? Um, I think only a little bit. So we outlined expectations when we did our guide workshop, um, and like we did have engaging tests like tasks to start with. I remember in that workshop we did object narrative. So the first task we did was basically um the one word story game where everyone goes around Mm -hmm. and says one word and then it creates a story um so it's more like a listening remembering game so that kind of got the Mm. the kids kind of like oh let's let's see where this is going um and obviously for future um tutoring sessions we've got like little packs that we've sent out so the kids have um, interactive things that they can hold themselves to keep them sort of fixated on the actual online task so we've yeah um we've set, we've partnered with the red balloon center and with them we've sent them little like gift bags so they could have like uh, felt it pens and play-doh and stuff that we will then use and it's almost a way of connecting through the computer that's that's a really interesting point. This idea of something physical uh, that can still connect, um, you know, remote people. And um, forgive me for a slight tangent. It reminds me of an event I was at last week, which was um, something called Ketso Connect, uh, which is a pack designed for uh, it's designed it's targeted at he actually um but it is it is just that it's a physical uh thing for noting down and rearranging uh notes it's like felt you know sticky felt things Ooh. um uh but it's yeah it's really interesting that um you know you've approached it from you know young people or those with adhd or autism spectrum condition but the you know there's also uh clearly value found in he around this wanting to connect physically when we can't at the moment so yeah yeah, Ketso Connect. I'll put the links in as well. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, it just you know when your brain gets jogged, it sat right next to me. That pack actually, they sent them out as well as part of their training. They do some really um, interesting. Like they do. Yeah, they're they're, quite they're cool. pretty fun. I'll I'll send you a link to it so you can find out more. Ooh, please do. Um. So. One thing I'm really interested in now, Chloe, actually, is, you know, obviously you wrote this and researched it um, around your experience with Sussex Rights. I wonder if you could speak to how much of your experience as a student uh, in HE over the last semester, um, how much of that experience was uh, brought into this, either through having experienced something that's worked for you or found something that one only wish so-and-so did X, Y, and Z? So I guess... It's been a bit of a roller coaster this term, um, regardless of the COVID situation, um, in terms of teaching. So 
I remember at the start, everyone was like really excited, really like it was easily engaging. You know, you get up, you make yourself a coffee, you sit down at your desk and you do your work and you can yeah. really structure your week. But as the sort of weeks go on, the lack of motivation happens. And then obviously with the lockdown, I know a lot of students, friends of mine who found that lockdown just a bit like, even though uni was still open, it was just a bit of a more of a mental state. Um, yeah. And it just sort of hit. And then any enthusiasm they sort of had sort of like fluttered to the wind. Um, right. So I found definitely at that point, it was very important to how the lecturer was engaging with me through mm-hmm. like be that zoom or panopto because if I personally didn't find them as engaging as I would do I always found myself just like drifting or focusing on the assignments that I had to do rather than fully putting my full attention into the lecture okay. um and I remember my um one of my lecturers um I still to this day, like, unfortunately, we finished for the term now. Um, but I loved the way he engaged with us um, throughout the entire okay. term. So he his method of choice was doing Panopto live streaming. So right. we didn't physically see him. Um, but the way he sort of did it, he was like every morning he'd say good morning to us. He'd talk to us as if we were there. He'd have little anecdotes. Um, you know, he sort of chat to us as if we were there. And then if he'd like created a question that he would have asked, had we been there, he was like, oh, well, unfortunately, I can't ask you this question because there's only two people in the room. Um, And he just kind of made it a bit more friendly. And when we had seminars, the aim of those were that us as students got to teach him um, seminar points. So it sort of kept us engaged because obviously it was an assignment, but we knew that you know, we'd end up teaching him in the end of the day, like he's, he, he was one of the experts. So it was kind of, it got us more engaged, especially learning from our peers rather than just the same person throughout. Um, and similarly, like I had another lecturer who used zoom and he every morning would say, good morning. Can everyone like react or give me a little wave to make sure that you're here? Um, and like he'd get started with a lecture and screen share, but every now and then he'd take screen share off to check the chat. So like for the discussion points. So okay. that was quite good because we felt that we could ask him questions and we knew that it would get answered throughout, regardless of if we ans- like asked it at the start, we wouldn't be waiting for the whole two hours. Right, I would. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, that's really interesting. So it, it seems that to me there's a couple of things there. One is a point which I'd like to come back to in a bit, um, which I've mentioned in our chat beforehand, is this human element, you know, and still remembering that we're still humans even though we're interacting through our computers. Um, but also that point you mentioned there around um, knowing that uh, in these um sessions there would be those times where questions would get checked and discussions would be uh, checked or mon- the chat would be monitored rather uh, for any discussion points or questions um and i guess you knowing that that's going to happen sort of helped so you knew that uh, there was less anxiety around going oh my question is never going to get answered what am i going to do because yeah. you knew that, that that point would come up um and i, <laughs> I hope i'm not making too much of a, a a stretch or segue here into the the sort of some of those kind of themes i picked up in your blog post which is around preparation 
um, and managing expectations. So um, helping your students understand that um, what's expected of them in the live session or what will happen in the live session and keeping that consistent or keeping that kind of um, uh, promise almost around what will, will happen. So things like uh, you've got point two, which is outline the expectations at the beginning so students know what they'll be doing. Um, uh, create a theme or set a theme, for example, ahead of time. Um, I wonder if you speak to uh, either from your experience as a student or from your experience of working with young people, how important is it that um, you know students are aware of what's to you know perhaps more so uh, online of uh, what's to be expected of them in in the session and what they can expect from the tutor in the session. So, I mean, I've always found as a when I have been tutoring, I've always found that it's very important to lay out what to expect because then the children, if they if they don't know what's going on, they kind of just assume that it's just the one task and then it's it doesn't sort of lead to anywhere, if that makes sense. So it, it, it's just what you see is what you get. So if you outline yeah. instructions being like, okay, we're going to do this first, then we're going to do that, and then we're going to do this. It's sort of like, oh, okay, this hour is now split into smaller bits. Now I can see where I'm going. And yeah. as a student as well, I do find it very helpful because um, I do tend to, I'm, I'm not very good with focusing my, myself personally. Um, yeah. So from my own experience, I love it when Electra outlines exactly what we're going to be doing in that session, or even if it's up until the break, um, just so if I'm like looking at something being like, oh, is this all we're going to do? Or are we going to be switching different topics? Because then if we are switching different topics, it sort of keeps my brain a little bit more engaged sure. um, rather than like, you know, if it's the same, um, if it's the same one thing over and over, it's just a bit samey samey. Um, yeah. And it does lead to, unfortunately it does lead to a bit of zoning out. Um, but if it's like, yeah. it's almost like it's changed direction and it's like, oh, okay, we're learning something new now. So let's get on board with this one. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's really interesting to hear for the sort of insight on both sides of the fence. Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, let's pick up on this human touch element then. So uh, you, it's, it came up in your in your comments earlier, and you know, point twelve on your your post here is remember to be human, and uh, it's it seems like a really um, almost almost an obvious thing to have to tell people, isn't it? You know, remember that you're a human. Yeah. Uh, you know, why should we have to remember that? But uh, you know, when we're so busy, kind of worrying about um, you know signing into Zoom, setting up our sessions, making sure that everything's runs to time, you know, monitoring the chat. It, it, it could potentially be easy to forget that how um how important and i think you probably already answered it so we, we, you might not need to spend much time on it but how important to you has it been um to understand and hear from your tutors um just you know they they are human and um you know reminding almost reminding yourself that actually they're they're in a similar situation they've got their own anxieties around teaching online around the pandemic and stuff like that I wonder if you could just speak to that point 12 a bit. Yeah, so um, my initial thoughts for point 12 was that, like you say, you do get swept up in the fact that we are online. If you can't physically see someone, you sort of, it, it's almost like that human element has lost it because you're just talking to a screen. And I remember walk, like 
going through to the different blog posts that I used to create this. And mm. I saw one where she explained it as her kids that she was teaching asked their parents if they could um, keep the TV program still on. And obviously when the parents were a bit like, but you've been at school, they didn't realise that the TV program was actually their teacher teaching them through the screen. Oh, I see. So, um, <laughs> it was kind of from that aspect um, that I took this away. And from my own personal one, um, even as, as little as I said, when it's like just saying good morning or checking if we're okay, um, then it's just, instead of just like launching into what you're doing. Um, I remember I've been mm. in a few seminars this term where, um, you know, we don't have cameras on um, all the time because, you know, trying to get uni students on with their cameras is a bit tricky at the best of times. Okay. Um, but it's sort of like it has lost that element of human touch because when the seminar tutor leads straight into the topic, it is just like a bunch of voices almost. Right. Um, and one of my friends was saying that she chose a module that um is heavily based around group discussion so obviously pre-covid it would be an in-person discussion in their workshops um yeah. but that tutor has decided to go through the panopto route um but because panopto sometimes lags um it seems a very passive way and the discussion points aren't as it wouldn't be as like crisp as if it was let's say over zoom or obviously yeah. if it was in person. So it's definitely important to people to just remember that everyone is in the same boat. And even just as simple as addressing the students as students rather than just, you know, screens. It's very, I think it resonates a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think you you, you also alluded to there um, is... A, also picking the right tool for the right job as well um understanding the limitations of some of the tools uh, and some of the limitations of the activities you want to do so you mentioned around the delay in chat through panopto oh definitely for for example um and i think you know sometimes certainly we've seen people have come up short when they're trying to replicate exactly what they would have done in person to the online and, and sometimes coming up short yeah because it is very difficult trying to transfer onto online as what we've been finding mm. with our um creative writing sessions at Sussex Writes um it's not exactly going to be a clear-cut transfer um yeah. so definitely choosing the right tool for the right sort of session is so important yeah yeah um okay so uh, we're, we're going to run short on time soon so uh, a couple of things I'd like to pick out one is you know if you were going to highlight I was going to say top three. Yeah, that's, uh, why not? I'm feeling it's Christmas. Uh, top mm -hmm. three, if you were to pick just three uh, bits of advice, either from your blog, from your research, from your experience as a student, or from uh, you know your tutoring uh, pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, um, you know, what would be the three things you'd say to someone? For example, they haven't yet taught this semester; they're about to start teaching in semester two. Um, what three things would you would you want to tell them? Um, I would say probably keep it light. So obviously you are teaching. Um, it's not like you're talking to your best mate, but don't yeah. immediately go into the session. So, you know, start it up being like, oh, hope everyone's weekend was okay or hope everyone's doing okay with deadlines or 
blah, 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 blah. Um, so I would definitely keep it light and a little bit light humoured. Um, personally, again, obviously the being human element definitely is an important yeah. one. Um, but I think like interactive techniques as well is a very useful thing. And that can also be like at the start of an engaging task. Um, mm. Even if the task is just reacting, saying I'm here. Um, if you use an interactive technique, so cross media where it's a video or you've got a whiteboard element on Zoom and you've even got annotate um, function on Zoom as well. So definitely yeah. interactive things to sort of rejig people's um sort of like people's brains like getting them in gear a little bit and definitely um breaks and stuff like um if the lecture is very very long I would say like if you're using interactive things then say okay we're gonna do interactive things over the break or like we'll have a break and then we're gonna go into a discussion afterwards so I think those would kind of be my my top points for anyone who is going into teaching next term Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. I, I love that. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Um, I have one last question for you, Chloe. Um, I, I, it's not one I sent on earlier, so uh, forgive me, uh, but it's not, I'm not ambushing, so it's not too heavy. <laughs> okay. um, but it's uh, just out of curiosity, you know, um, if you think about your own uh, experience as a student, what's the one thing that you think that you've uh, developed or upskilled in yourself, uh, either through within the schools or just personally as part of your studies um you know from uh you know march to to now uh and thinking about you know before march what sort of skills do you think or, or skill have you picked up during this time that you think is hugely valuable uh that you can actually see using going forward even in non non-pandemic times oh um it's, don't worry if you don't have an immediate answer. I said I didn't, didn't prep you with that one. I'm just curious around. Um, I'll give you an example. So you know, some of the people we work with um, have certainly picked up uh, some digital skills. So being able to use um, video, for example, or record themselves in some manner, which they might not have been able to do before, which of course now means that they can create uh, various bits of digital content that they might not have been able to before. Um, so little things like that, even if it's just learning how to use Zoom or how to, uh, you know, use the VLE or something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely yeah. using Zoom. Um, I think a lot. I I had never heard of Zoom pre-lockdown before. Um, so I think definitely learning how to use that and operate that to a great extent. Um, but I think also like the it sort of taught me how to be a bit more sort of flexible and resilient, if that makes sense, because Obviously, when okay. lockdown happened, it was literally like someone put a spade into everything and then just flipped it on its head. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of describing well, it. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah. I remember yeah. I was, you know, working in an office and then I had uni on campus and I was, you know, living in Brighton. And then that was yeah. on Monday. And by Thursday, I had a job working online uh, and then went on to furlough a uni that was also working online. and. I was back home up north. So it's kind yeah. of definitely taught me how to sort of prepare for, sort of to handle the tr the change of situation, like the drastic change of situation and not sort of That's get right. overwhelmed by it. 
that's really interesting. Thank you for that. And yeah, apologies for the uh, the out there question, but I I am one thing that's really fascinated me over the, over the last you know however many months it's been seventeen years or so since March. <laughs> um, the uh, it's just how people's skills are developed and what that means going forward as well. Yeah, no, it was a really uh, good question actually. It definitely got me thinking. <laughs> thank you all right chloe thank you so much for your time um and your, your insight is is invaluable and um yeah, it's really clear to see that the, the, the work that you do the work you've done and your experiences um you know that led to this blog post clearly have value um regardless of education sector and the points you raised at the end, the advice you give, um, hugely valuable to those of our, uh, uh, you know, our colleagues that will be um, taken to the uh, the lecterns in um, uh, in January. Um, so yeah, if there's, if there's, unless there's anything else you want to add, um, I currently can't think of anything. Um, I think no if you've like like you say, you're adding all the links and stuff to the podcast. So yeah, I think yeah. everything is. I think we covered everything. Wonderful. Well, uh, Chloe, thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, I'll uh, be sure to share this with you uh, so you can share it amongst your network. But I look forward to um, seeing, uh, you know, the next blog post that you write uh, after you've um, spent more time, you know, protesting your your new Sussex Write workshops. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and such a good experience. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. I think there were some really, really incredible points made there about how to support um, yourself, but also your students with online teaching. And a reminder that we're all still learning, even though we are now, um, you know, two semesters in, including, well, two and a half if we're including the spring of 2020. But, you know, there's still a lot to learn and there's still a lot to gain from this as well. And there's lots of positives coming out of this. You know, regularly in conversations I have with staff, there are positives there. And there's conversations which usually end with, yeah, and I think that's something I might continue when we come back to uh, face-to-face teaching. So I look forward to having more conversations with uh, people in the sector about those positives and uh, look forward to um, our next podcast. So thanks for listening. Until next time, take care, look after yourselves and be kind.